Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. That's right, folks. We are back. Episode number 45 of the podcast. Nick McVicker joined through the Garage Door Sports Cup phone by my great co-host, Kyle Vardy. How are you doing today, Kyle? Good. Doing the uh, episode on the road, so Wi-Fi is a little shaky. Uh, if I lag out, I apologize, but it's uh, terrible right now. So Hey, at least you're here. You gave, you gave it your all. Uh, we're missing Irfan today because it is his sister's birthday. He's celebrating, so that's a fun family event and good for him. Can't complain about that. But don't worry, we filled the spot with a great guest joining us all the way from BC early in the morning. Josiah Joseph, who is the uh, quarterback at the University of Calgary. How are you doing today, Josiah? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you on, man. It's uh, It's been a lot a lot of youth sports conversation that we've been having on the show, so we figured we might as well have someone who is actually affected by a lot of the decisions that have been made. So it's great to have you on. And speaking of which, we're going to get right into our kickoff segment sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy, calling all kickers and punters in the Southern Ontario region. If you are looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. The Ferraro brothers, Daniel and Gabriel, are both University of Guelph alumni, and after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. If you want to take your special teams game to the next level, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. This is the mechanicakickingacademy.com and follow them on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy. So Josiah, we want, to, we want to get to know you a little bit better. So can you tell us how you ended up at the University of Calgary and what the experience has been like for you the last four years? Yeah, so um, I grew up in Peachland, BC, um, kind of near Kelowna. And uh, after my high school career, I decided to play junior because I got hurt my senior year and I couldn't uh, show myself as uh, much as I wanted to. So I played two years of um, Okanagan Sun, some of the best two years of football in my life. It was a lot of fun. Great, great to stay kind of close to home and met a lot of really good friends there. And then from there, uh, Coach Ryan Shan was uh, recruiting me to go to the Dinos and I really liked their, uh, their academic program. I really liked what coach Ryan was doing with the offense there. And I didn't even take a visit to anywhere else. Actually, he, he got me pretty hooked. So, um, I went on an official visit and, um, I, I committed and, uh, been there for four years and, um, probably the best decision I've ever made. That's awesome, man. And this year you guys had a great experience, uh, not only going to the Vanier cup, but raising it. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it was just, it was a great year. Um, Started off a little shaky. We had, uh, I remember we had games where we had only one starting receiver from the previous year playing. So it was, it was a lot of adversity we faced early on and games were pretty close. And um, we really started picking up our momentum in the second half of the year and, and heading into playoffs. So um, looking back, it was a very, very similar year to 2016 when we went to the Vanier my first year and we lost to, to Laval. Um, 
a lot of injuries, a lot of next man up scenarios. So um, 2019, it was just, we started getting guys back near the end and we kind of were a little bit more humbled because we had those close games. We, we lost to Manitoba, we lost to Saskatchewan, we were six and two. So um, honestly, those losses, I believe, were, were really good for, for our team and helping us kind of learn and grow from them. And, and then the playoffs, we just kind of hit our stride and finally, uh, yeah, got to lift the Vanier. And that's got to be such an incredible experience after four years of uh, working with that team, right? Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, you want to ask something? Um, like, so I'm going to go right into the, the U Sports whole thing. Um, what were your initial feelings of when they when they ruled that you know seniors wouldn't be allowed to come back? And what's the ups and downs you've gone through since uh, that decision? Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty heartbreaking. Um, I remember when they initially came out and said that you, they're going to grant players eligibility and they haven't made a rule on the, the age decision. I was very optimistic. I kept telling people, don't worry about it. Like, they'll do the right thing. Like, there's so many seniors out there. And then I got a call from my coach saying they're not going to change it. And I uh, was pretty, pretty upset, but my kind of mindset switched to what can I do to help? What can I do to get them to, to help change this decision because it's not the right one? So. I kind of just stayed optimistic and in a way it was for me it was such a, a common sense rule that you, you can't really um, take away 300 players senior years so I, I figured that I don't think there's any way that this is going to slide so I kind of just switched focus to what can I do to help and um, I knew that a lot of athletic directors and coaches around the country and, and players were all kind of upset with it so I wasn't alone in that and I felt uh, made me feel a lot more confident that they were going to revisit it. And you became very vocal on Twitter, um, trying to raise awareness for the, uh, for the cause. Uh, how has that uh, sort of helped you realize what you can do in next steps sort of thing? Well, I'll just start it off as me kind of like venting out because I don't know, it's Twitter. <laughs> and um, I started gaining a lot of, of traction with some of them. So I just kind of started putting out, since people are seeing this, message me with some testimonials. And I collected about six or seven, but um, thankfully we didn't have to use it. And then they, they went back and uh, revisited it. But um, I think I really wanted to, to, to speak out and try to not lead the charge because at the end of the day, it was the coaches and athletic directors that really made the big impact on getting them to change the rule back. But I kind of wanted to just um, put, the, put the player's perspective out there and, and – kind of vouch for the fifth year guys in my position. I, I was getting a lot of attention just because coming off of a Vanier um, season, um, usually the spotlight was there just because of, of the success the previous year. So I really wanted to use that to get everyone's stories out and just kind of um, let them understand that there's some guys in this, in this position similar to me that have been waiting our whole careers for our last year and are finally starting. So, um, but Thank you to all the coaches and athletic directors that really put the pressure on them. Kyle, you want to go again? Anything else? Uh, no, I just it's it's it's. I love the fact that you actually had that that passion and the inspiration to try and push as much as you can. And even though it was venting to start with, it turned into an actual movement and actually, you know, probably opened up some people's eyes, saying, "Oh yeah, okay, maybe we did make the wrong decision. We really got changed." And um, it's obviously it takes the few people to actually make that statement, make that that push that actually really got it reversed. So, 
Yeah, it, Kyle's exactly right. And uh, that's, that's why we wanted to have you on because we saw what you were saying. We saw what you were doing and we thought it was important. Now, granted, we wanted to have you on before the U Sports made the, the uh, change to try to push a little bit more. But we, the, the right decision was made in the end anyway. So we're glad that it, it was. Um, we're still waiting on some of the other sports because I know that's a football age rule that U Sports had to vote on. But there's other sports that they're talking about dealing with um, eligibility as well. And that'll come. But hopefully what you did and what other athletes have done and what the coaches and ADs have done is going to, is going to set the precedent for the rest of these sports as well. So thank you for that. We appreciate you giving your insight on that and don't go anywhere. We're going to keep you on to talk some uh, NBA because we know you do like a little bit of the basketball, Um, but that'll do it for our kickoff segment sponsored by Canada kicking Academy. If you are looking for year round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada kicking Academy. Daniel and Gabe are both university of Guelph alumni. And after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. You can visit them at CanadaKickingAcademy.com for more information and follow them on Instagram at Canada kicking Academy. So obviously the NBA is back. We've already had two days of games and this, Tonight is uh, the big one for Canadian basketball fans because the Raptors are finally back in play, and that's what we've been waiting for. At least I have. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> um, as a Canadian, when we we get a lot of, uh, I guess the Americans don't give the Raptors enough credit most of the time. A lot of the ESPNs and Sports Illustrateds usually rank the Raptors a lot lower. Um, but going into this playoff, I'm going to start with you, Josiah. Where do you think the Raptors' realistic expectations are? Um, it's hard to say because uh, they're they're kind of starting to hit a stride um, when the pandemic kind of hit. And um, without a star player like Kawhi, who's my favorite team, the Clippers, so thank you for that. Um, <laughs> it's it's uh, the reason I kind of like them and I see them doing well is because they kind of got to lean on and count on everybody to kind of – put together another playoff run and they have the experience with Kyle Lowry like they have they have the guys and obviously they just came off a a championship so um I I think they can kind of stay in the in the in the middle of the pack and I think they can make a run in the playoffs because like I just said they just did it and they just got it done so maybe this uh this little break from the pandemic is what they needed and and hopefully they can put it to use and get another one for Canada absolutely Kyle what do you think um, realistically, I see them competing in the East final with the Bucks again. I think it's going to be the same two again. Um, <clears throat> although the way Giannis looked last night, um, he looks like he's taken a step forward since this pandemic. So, um, thank God for him. Cause I actually made money on him last night. So I hope, but, um, yeah, it just, I, I can see them competing, but as Josiah said, I don't know if they have the star power to take that next step above. Um, if they make the final, I, I think they can. I think it'll be based on the depth and the, the shooting ability of their team. Um, but to get past that final and actually win it, you're going you're going up against either the Lakers or the Clippers, depending on who comes out of that West. And to be honest, I'm more interested in watching that West series to get to the final than I am the entire East. Because I want to see the Lakers and Clippers going up seven games. Like, I want to see that. And I want to see... Because honestly, I think it definitely could go seven games, 100%, because it's going to go back and forth and back and forth. And, like, the only reason the Lakers won the other night is because LeBron stepped up and played defense on both Kawhi and PG to end the game. So, like, literally, if it comes down to one shot, like, that's just going to be an amazing series the entire time. But <laughs> to get back to my point, 
um, I can see I can see the Raptors either in the East Final or winning the East Final and getting to the finals. Fair enough. I agree with both of you. I think they have the they have the roster to do it. They've already done it, obviously. So it's they have what they need. And I think that the Bucks and the Raptors are just better than the Celtics and the Sixers this year again. Like as much as everyone's like they those two teams took a step forward, and they did to some extent. I just think these two teams are still better and will meet in that East final. And whoever gets out and has to face those uh, Clippers or Lakers is going to have a, a hell of a time. Cause those are two good teams. And you said your team's the Clippers, Josiah. So why don't you give us your take on what the West is going to look like? Um, I'm like, I, like, uh, like, like was said earlier, I'm, I'm rooting for a Lake or LA Western conference final. I think that would be just, really fun because every game this year between the two have been just back and forth like very close games I think uh I don't know if it was Christmas but when Pat Beverly blocked LeBron for the win and it was like it was all all these possess uh, all these games come down to possession it's been really exciting to get a series out of and I've been a fan since um since 2012 since Chris Paul signed there because I was uh I might have been a Laker fan but wasn't really into basketball, and I was excited that Chris Paul, since he was my favorite player, to go to meet with Kobe. And when he landed with uh, the Clippers due to the NBO vetoing the trade, I just said, this is my team. I'm going to stick with it. Lob City was a lot of fun, and then we kind of went through that time period where we didn't have a lot of uh, players. And then just last year, getting Kawhi and Paul George, it was just pretty crazy. But, yeah, I think um, they match up really well with the, with the other best team in the West, which is the Lakers. Um, I think the biggest challenge is, is, is Anthony Davis down down low. Um, the Clippers don't have the best answer for him, but at the same time, with Paul George shooting ability, like you saw in the, in the game, I think last night or Thursday night, sorry, um, he has a, he's the ability to light him up. And then Kawhi just great on both sides of the floor. So it'll be very interesting, especially now that you see LeBron's a bit more energized with his defense. It was pretty cool to watch. Because obviously he's good enough to play defense like that. It's just it's a longevity thing. So it's mm-hmm. it's going to be an exciting series uh, if if they meet up in the Western Conference Finals. Absolutely, I agree. And I think the one thing that is that has been I mean announced a million times in the follow up to that game on Thursday is that the Clippers were missing Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell, who are mm-hmm. key components to that team. So. The fact that the Lakers only barely pulled out the win and LeBron had to go absolutely defense crazy at the end of that game and they were still missing these two players. Everyone's sort of like, oh, I think the Lakers might be beatable. But I'm like, but it comes down to how many minutes everyone plays. So I think they're the two best teams in the West by far. I think it's going to be a damn entertaining series when they do meet. And hopefully we see some big, big scores and big, big performances in that Western Conference Final and it'll just make the final that much more interesting. What about you, Kyle? What do you think? Well, uh, yeah, my, my brother actually just chimed in saying that to uh, to counter Anthony Davis, it's, it's going to be Montrezl Harrell who's going to have to step up and actually take charge on that one. Um, as for the West, as, as much as I, I, I liked making money off the Lakers winning that, um, <laughs> I do think it's the Clippers that are going to come out. Um, I just think that the combination of PG and Kawhi is just too elite on both the offensive side and the defensive side. Um, obviously, I know LeBron's going to go off. That's that's not a question. Um, it's all a matter of if AD steps up and becomes that real number two, and I think he is. But I think there's some games where he just kind of disappears a little bit, um, and then it's all on LeBron to take over. And 
way I think they're facing a team like the Clippers. Um, I don't know if that's really a possibility. So um, the interesting team that could be a dark horse, I think, is actually Denver. Um, with that whole bowl, bowl, and Jokic lineup. What, the giant lineup? Yeah, but but it, 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 but honestly, I can see them running Jokic at the power forward either way and have Bol Bol as the center, which could make for an interesting matchup with somebody like, say, Houston, who has no big man. And yeah. it's to me, like, they, they, they could be a dark team because they have the shooting, they have the team, and now that they're all healthy because of this whole pandemic, it could be an interesting team. I don't think that they're going to make it, but they're a team to watch just in case. So. Fair enough, yeah. All right, boys. Well, I'm going to get your predictions for the East and the West outright. I want to hear them. No fencing. You got to pick one. So I'll start. That way it's fair. I have the Raptors coming out of the East again. I have the Clippers winning the West. And I have Kawhi winning two rings in a row with the Clippers beating the Raptors in six games in the final. Jesus, he went all the way down to the games, too. Holy just the final. Just the final. I didn't do the conference finals. Um, Kyle, why don't you give us yours next? Uh, I have Bucks in the East and Clippers in the West, and I have Clippers winning in six. Um, I just think that – I think Giannis has another year on him, and I think the Raptors are missing that star power, and I think that that's going to push them over the edge. Um, and I bet, but then again, I think the Clippers are just too powerful and too many, too many stars on that team to not go fast. And if Lou Williams can get out of the strip clubs and actually start playing basketball, um, their team gets that much better. So, um, it, and I, I think that puts them over the edge of the Lakers, and I think that also puts them over the edge of the Bucks, too. So, fair enough. All right, Josiah, give us your picks, man. Yeah, I think um, very similar. I was going to say Clippers over Bucks and six. Um, I think Bucks are coming out of the East just because, um, like like Kyle said, the I think Toronto's just missing that thirty point a game score, that twenty five and a point score a game. So for them to come collectively as a group to to produce day in day out might be difficult in a series. So I'm going to go with the Bucks just because Giannis is playing really well right now. Obviously, I'm going to go with the Clippers out of the West. Um, I just think you look at their defense, Patrick Beverly, and then Paul George and Kawhi, some of the best defenders in the league. And then uh, Lou Will, yeah, like he said, got to get out of the gentleman's club. And uh, Montrez Harrell, I think both of them were runner, or very close. Either or could win sixth man of the year this year. So, I mean, they have the depth, they have the defense, and obviously they have the offensive power too. So, I think I was going to say Clippers in six again, but I'll push it to – the Clippers in um, Clippers in five because I just think I just think that uh, Kawhi is going to put the clamps on Giannis and if not I think uh, we have a good enough supporting cast that uh, we can make up for make up for Giannis and stuff so I think Clippers in five in the in the finals it's probably going to go to six but I'll just put the five out there. I like it. You know what? At least you're you're going for something different than what we had. So it's yeah. five games over six. Well, that'll do it for the show. Josiah, thank you for joining us. We do appreciate you coming on. Uh, we wish you the best of luck in your season next next year. <laughs> A whole another year from now. Um, 
You can follow us at Garage Door Sport on Twitter, at Garage Door Sports on Instagram. You can follow myself at Nick McVicker, Kyle at Kyle Vardy. Josiah, if you want to give your handle, people can follow you as well. Um, yeah, uh, Twitter, Josiah J, J-O-S-I-A-H-J-A-Y. And then Instagram, Josiah Joseph with two H's at the end of Joseph. So very simple. Perfect. Perfect. Well, we again, we appreciate you coming on. Make sure you tune in next week. We will be on the road with a very special episode um, as we are doing a network retreat is what we're calling it. (laughs) Um, And we will be on the road. So make sure you tune in then. And everyone, thank you for watching. We will see you next time.